0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The State of Love and Trust. It's a Pearl Jam podcast, and I'm one of your two hosts, Jason Carapessi, and alongside me, as always, is Paul Gillieri. Paul, it's a busy time in the personal lives, as it is a busy time in the Pearl Jam world. Do you have your Let's breath? get busy. Let's get busy. <laughs> we won't <laughs> bore you with the details, but it's, it's madness right now, but we're still plugging through for you guys. Yes. Um, This week's episode has a lot going on. Like I said, the Pearl Jam world got real busy real quick. Um, Now, we just had a few days ago on April 22nd, it was Record Store Day. Record Store Day 2023, Paul. and
1: Always a uh,
0: cause for celebration. It is. And so we thought, well, why don't we, we've never done this before. We've never done the whole, like, what are the best albums in ranking kind of thing. And that, again, that'll be at the very end of whenever this show decides to go away. But for now, what's the best album side? The best album side. We actually did a, a, a podcast a long time ago with gentlemen. Uh, I think it was called the perfect album side. Uh-huh, we, put, yeah. we put together a um, a perfect album side. You know, usually five, six songs, something like that. Yep. So that was um, a hell of an album side, by the way. It was a very <laughs> great album side. We came to an accord, and uh, so we're going to rank our five favorite album sides. So not albums, but album sides. Throughout the catalog, that'll be the main, the main topic, main course, the entrée, if you will. Uh, but some, you know, housekeeping to get out of the way first. Uh, a, a big, a big thank you to our patrons, and if, Paul, if, if they want to become patrons, how should they do that? Well, before they become patrons, they should feed
1: that algorithm by rating, reviewing, and subscribing on their preferred platform
0: of choice. Got Absolutely. It. Absolutely. But,
1: uh, one, one, once they fed that bad, that bad, that bad boy, um, I think the next step would be to uh, click a link, my friend, anywhere on those platforms. So social media, Spotify, uh, where, where else are we? We're on, uh, we're everywhere, Paul. We're everywhere. I Heart we Radio, are
0: everywhere. Yeah. You know,
1: we are the matrix just
0: <laughs> <laughs> anywhere, anywhere. There's a link. So yes, any social channel, the bio always has a link. Uh, if you want to become a patron and join the gang, help us keep the lights on, that would be super. It's Anybody like a-
1: the it's like the price of uh, an Americana with no cream.
0: With no cream. Yeah. Just now, if you added the oat milk, now you're now you're more expensive yeah. than than supporting the show.
1: I'm I remember that 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 tactic, by the way. There's a singer-songwriter by the name of Matt Wirtz, a Talented dude. He um he he was out in Africa building wells and he uh, okay. i know it was crazy so but he he joined this 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 organization a beautiful organization dedicated towards going out to africa and building wells and it was called the mocha club and you would join it was like basically like i don't know 5 or 6 bucks a month or something like that and that's how they that was the the premise behind it was for for less than the price of, of a cup of coffee a month you could help build wells in in Africa. We sadly are not offering such a a uh, we're building a noble wells endeavor. of love yeah, exactly. in <laughs> the
0: world of Pearl Jam
1: exactly. Friend. So this this is uh, not necessarily the next best thing, but it is a thing. It is and, a thing. Uh, that's it might
0: be yeah. There you go. Exactly. <laughs>
1: that
0: was the best? <laughs> I don't know what the hell you call that metaphor. I don't know comparison. Yeah. There it is. Uh, yeah. Again, so if you want to uh, help help the show Patreon. There's links everywhere. Do that. We appreciate you. Um, enough shilling. Actually, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not done shilling. If you want yes. my t-shirt, <laughs> t-shirts help a lot. And we have some really cool ones. So DM us if you are interested in one of those cool t-shirts. Anyways, don't want that crap. Um, you mentioned reviews. You mentioned mm-hmm. submitting reviews, ratings. Sure did. You guys have been great about that. We really do appreciate it. Paul, I submit to you and to our listeners a contest. Ooh,
1: me likey. Pray tell of, the details of this well, you know, contest.
0: I was having a think and um, I thought, why not reward one fabulous review? So I don't think Spotify does this. So if you're a Spotify listener, um, you got to email just, it to us, right? Or, yeah, you or know, maybe, maybe just uh,
1: comments and social media something.
0: We'll yeah. accept that. Um, but preferably if you're on a platform that allows written reviews like Apple, for example, we will choose a review that you've written
1: and well, say, no, thank you.
0: That's and right. that's it. No, uh, a <laughs> handshake over the internet. No, we will give you, we will send you a copy of Stephen Hyden's book, Long Road. Oh, It's a hell of a book. He's a hell of a writer. And I got a copy burning a hole in my desk. So let's go ahead and give you one. All you got to do is write a review of the show and uh, we're going to pick one. Uh you gotta we'll we'll say you got a few weeks. Nothing nothing yeah. urgent.
1: So it it's it's free. All you have to do is express your thoughts. That's it. That's it. It it could it could be like like a, an exclamation point. That's the whole review. I'm not saying that's the winning entry. I'm saying that is a review. That is a qualified entry. Listen, Paul a qualified brev-
0: entry. Brevity could be everything. That,
1: yeah, bre- Yeah, exactly. You Better part of valor. I do know. So I don't know. It
0: depends <laughs> where I'm at. It depends how many uh, Anderson Valley winter solstices I've had. And by the way, it is, I is I mind still... blowing
1: that you have any of those left. We are in, <laughs> hold on a second. It it's is April, May. April 24th. <laughs> and you have, what you said, seven of them left. You About have that. enough to get through the rest of April.
0: Yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been alternating with other beers. I've been, I've been, cheating. Uh, I've
1: been cheating save one of them for you know, winter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this has been the weirdest opening to a show we've had in a while. <laughs> all right. All right. Enough of all that. There's a couple things I want to touch on before we get to our main event here. One is a bit of news from last week in that, um, we finally have a solution, a resolution to the um, Chris Cornell and Soundgarden, um, for lack of a better word, kerfuffle, mm-hmm. and we're finally going to hear the last batch of music that Soundgarden was putting together um, in you know, 2015 through 17, yeah. like that. What do you make of this news, Paul? Well, I'll never
1: forget when Nirvana released music on Apple, and they had that one song that un- you know, you're previously... Right unreleased song and yeah. just i'm not saying it created like a massive wave of hysteria or anything like that but it, i mean if you are a fan of that era of music like that was that was a lot of fun you know to hear that it felt like a like a time capsule moment where you you were privy to something that you almost shouldn't be so there was a voyeuristic quality of mm. being able to hear something and there it's it there's a, a haunting quality to it as well to hear the work uh uh, of somebody who has who passed, I, I imagine in many respects, it's it's obviously on a far greater, more personal level. It's it's similar to how Eddie felt when he heard uh, his father singing. Oh, you know, I mean yeah. that obviously is a far more elevated example of this. But uh, for us, I think to hear the last vestiges of you know Soundgarden and, and what could have been is going to be uh, it, it's it's a monumental occasion, I would say. So yeah. earmarked the cow. When, when is the, the release date on this? When I don't this think
0: that for? it has one yet. I think just the, the green light was given. And okay. so whatever material remains, uh, I guess, you know, Ben and Matt and Kim will sort it and work with somebody to assemble it into a coherent piece that they think Chris would love. And yeah, to you bring up the Nirvana song, you know, you're right. And I remember that, I think mean, that was almost 20 years ago now. Mm-hmm. But I remember when that song came out, it sounded like Nirvana, but also sounded almost new, like almost like it would have it, been it, it, written relatively recently at the time.
1: It was a sign of where they were headed.
0: Yeah. And so it just kind of, it, it was like number one of on the rock shows for a long time Yeah, uh, in that year. And that was really cool. And so I'm really looking forward to, what the band had been working because they were reinvigorated that that um king animal record and the subsequent tour like it it was fun i really enjoyed that record and so things were happening and they didn't they stopped happening and that sucks but hopefully this comes out um hopefully this year that'd be great and uh i'm I'm excited for it the other big news was you know we had heard rumblings uh friends in the community have their ears to the ground and it's a thing there's a tour this year, Paul. There's a, mm-hmm. I think it's a nine date or in like five city or six city tour in the fall. All Midwest, um, right? All in the Midwest. I, I, I don't have it in front of me, but it's St. Paul, Chicago, uh, Noblesville, just outside of Indianapolis, Indiana, mm-hmm. Fort Worth, Texas, and Austin, Texas. So that's five cities. And but I believe listen, everybody- look,
1: we, We've been spoiled out here in the West Coast. Yes, we have. So I, I am thrilled for the people of those fine cities and areas that they get to enjoy some Pearl Jam this year. So you guys get, get your tickets and uh, let, let's not be those uh, you know, Californians that fly out there and just keep taking pieces of the pie. You know, like every other state hates us because we listen. go out there and inflate the, the I real feel like, estate prices. I feel like
0: this is a shot at me <laughs> and I'm you not like going to stand my for it. You like yeah. My <laughs> oh, yeah. I like it. I like it. So All right. here's the thing about, about those cities is they haven't played Noblesville. i like, 15 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Chicago, they've played a lot, um, but they haven't played the United Center since, I want to say, 2014 or 20, or 2000, 2009. They haven't played since 2009 because um, they've been playing Wrigley every time since then. Yeah. St. Paul gets a couple of shows, which is great. And uh, they haven't played the Fort Worth-Dallas area in a long time, which that's yeah. very, very cool. And they haven't played Austin outside of festival City limits, yeah. <laughs> since the mid 2011 yeah, yeah. no they were at city limits in uh, 2011 weren't they 2009 but maybe Nine, actually thank you. Nine. and there was a couple of shows after that too yeah yeah but i don't think they've played a non festival austin show since mid 90s yeah which is right. wild uh, a buddy of mine lives in austin and he i don't think he's seen a show in probably 15 20 years he is stoked well, and i will say it's like
1: the city of festivals you know
0: <laughs> yeah yeah um well, but they're playing uh, where uh, ut plays basketball apparently it's a smaller arena yeah. um as this, as you're listening to this, some of you may have may or may not have gotten your lottery 10 club lottery emails. Um, so this is obviously being taped before that. Uh, I, there's a, there's a chance I go, Paul, there's a small chance that I go. You're a snake. So I don't okay. know. <laughs> my, my buddy has, you know, he put it in his lottery tickets. I'm maybe if he gets them, I might, I might join him. We'll see. Yeah. It's up in the air, but, um, I know many of you out there are going, I'm excited for you guys. uh, one thing I wanted to note on was if you looked in the fine print of the email from the Ten Club was uh, something that we kind of got confused about last year mm-hmm. was PJ Premium. What the hell was that? We couldn't figure out what that was. Like some people had tickets on the floor. You paid the yeah. $150, whatever it was. And then some tickets were like $700. Like why the hell? Yeah, it, was, and it, it wasn't resale. It was madness. like normal. And it'd be called PJ Premium. in. Uh, it said in like the listing or in the email that ten percent of tickets are being assigned this to help offset the rest of the tickets being quote unquote fairly priced. Whatever that means. Why can't
1: they all just be fairly priced? Why does it I have don't to know. be offset? This is bizarre.
0: I think it's Ticketmaster really sticking yeah, it to that's, everybody, that's, is what exactly. I think. Cause I mean, we we saw what happened with the cure and you know Robert Smith fighting on Twitter about it. Yeah. You know, th- things can be done to a degree. So I this, imagine
1: this is, this is what we call passing off the expense on the consumer is what yeah.
0: But here's the thing. If you're a 10 club member and you win the lottery, you're getting your, your, your priority, uh, you know, seats. And that's great. If you are a, a verified fan, of Ticketmaster, less of a chance of getting a, a good seat for a fair price. And then right. everybody else is kind of like wild, wild west. I can quote Will Smith um, throwback. Do you like that one? It is.
1: Uh, yeah. No, but yeah. No.
0: <laughs> anyways, that's out there. And um, that kind of coincided with record store day, which I mentioned earlier, which was on yep. Saturday giveaway. We mentioned it months ago, giveaway record. Paul, I couldn't find it anywhere. I know it was sold out.
1: Yeah, I, I, I know it's, it's, uh, it's, you got to ask yourself how badly you want something like this. Did you, did you bring the little guy and wait in line for this thing?
0: Um, we went to, uh, free records in, you in Sherman Oaks, atomic records too. Uh, we didn't, we know we, we, only went to one other. So we went to a freak beat and we stood in line for like about oh, five minutes. Apparently they were open ten, uh, two hours earlier than they normally were, which is why it was sold out there. Ugh. And then I called amoeba. They were out. I called it. I called licorice pizza in studio city. They were out. And then I I went to a new place called Run Out Groove in Burbank. And they didn't have a phone number, so we just drove down there. It was like, you know, 10-minute drive, whatever. Guys were great. I put my name on a list. I don't know what that means. Maybe it'll come. Maybe it won't. But then again, look what happened. Uh, today, the day that we're film, uh, filming, the day that we're recording this, uh, Ten Club offered a giveaway vinyl and CD to 10 club members. Yeah. So I did get one of those good, but it was, it was a little stressful for, for a damn record.
1: I know it, it's, what are we doing? And we love the, We love this band too much.
0: Let's we on. do it, it, our friends over at uh live and four legs. They, um, they posted a link to a record store. I don't know where somewhere. And there it was available on their website. And right. so I, I, I went to go buy it and evidently everyone else did too, because then I got an email the next day saying, oh, sorry, we have to cancel your order <laughs> because Jesus. we had less supply than we, that our internet could be fast enough to handle. Anyways, if you got one of those vinyls, if you got, um, one of this, I know Bob out there in Las Vegas, he got one of the CDs.
1: Mm. If yeah, you got a copy. A CD. i it should be a little easier to get that one,
0: right? Yes. They actually had CDs at Freakbeat, but I was like, I, you know, that's not why I'm here. Well, oh, yeah, I get it's not—it's not compact this day. <laughs> I don't think they have those anymore. <laughs> hey, did you know 2022 was the first year since 1987 that vinyl outsold CDs? Yes, I think we talked about this last year. Oh, <laughs> I think we—I think we did. <laughs> great, great, uh, great note there, Jason. All right, let's let's move on to the let's, reason let's why are here. Let's spin the black circle, man. Let's do. Oh, it. Oh, look at you, mm-hmm. fucking Segway. So best album side, uh, this was interesting. I will, There's one note I want to say before we kind of get into this is that from Riot Act through, uh, I guess just Riot Act and um, Binaural, mm-hmm. those two records were split over more than just one vinyl. And it's right. not like those were long records, but they were split up for some reason into... Four discs, so four, four, four sides, yeah, four four records. Yeah. So their sides are like three songs or maybe four songs, whereas it pretty much every other record had like five or six. So that might throw in that if the quality of the songs are strong, then that's great. But if you know, it could it could um, dilute. Let's just say, right. Um, so, anyways, it yeah, take take all the albums. By the way, studio original, no lost dogs, no mm-hmm. bootlegs, all that crap. Just studio releases of original material. And what are the best album sides? Simple as you like. So, Paul, uh, maybe we'll do uh, honorable mentions at the end. But just get, let's start with number five. What, what's your fifth favorite album side?
1: I think my my fifth. I gotta go
0: with uh, side B mm-hmm. from Backspacer. Dude, great shout! Yeah, it, it is a.
1: Uh, it's a fantastic set of songs. You get Unthought Known, which mm-hmm. to me was the highlight of the, the record. Uh, Supersonic, which is becoming, uh, it's like the, this is the severed hand, I think, in some ways of, of this record uh, for a lot of folks. It's just, it's growing on
0: people. Ooh, that's a good, that's a good, I like that. I think, I feel like it's like four or five years behind Yeah, the, yeah.
1: the arc, but I'm, I'm with you. Um, always loved Speed of Sound. Even the demo version. Always been a fan of this one. Uh, Force of Nature is a vastly underrated song. I love it. it, It's a strong, strong track. And, uh, you know, The End is one of the prettiest things I think you've ever heard on a Pearl Jam record. You know, haunting but beautiful. So it it, kind of... Doesn't really have a weak spot. I mean, if you wanted to call one of those songs weaker, you could, but it's not like there's a song on there that's a you know, there's no kick me out of bed song, let's put it that way.
0: I think the only song people would have a real issue with is supersonic. Yeah. They might say, Oh, it's a it's a it's a redux of Spin the Black Circle. Sure. Um but considering I think I still think it's a fun punk so, To rock me, song. Let the
1: Records Play is more of a redux. It's like a bluesy. Thematically. Yes. I'm
0: thinking more like stylistically, but I'm with you. Yeah. Um, Nevertheless, I think backspace or side B is a great shout. Uh, My fifth choice is going to be, and this is how, this is how strong I think the, the, the catalog is. My fifth choice is vitalogy side A. Mm. So you've got last exit, spin the black circle, not for you, tremor Christ, nothing man whipping. That is really strong. Mm-hmm. um when i first was looking at these that one jumped out immediately and was like okay first in the bin here we go and i got really excited thinking to myself how the hell am i going to top this um, i'm
1: surprised you did with four others
0: there well that that's as i'm saying it's a testament to how strong the catalog is so
1: yeah
0: i think you know as far as last exits goes one of the more underrated um opening tracks in the catalog um spit the black circle super fun song some might argue the better version, the OG to uh, supersonic stylistically, like I said, not for you. Anthem, it meant so much at the time when it came out. Um, Trauma Christ, criminally underrated. I wish they would play it more. Nothing Man, mm-hmm. we both love that song to death. And Whipping, I've always had a big uh, affinity like for. Yeah, um, it's political, it's punky, it's simple, it's raw, aggressive. You like, so. you like playing that
1: one on the axe too.
0: I do. It's very simple, yeah, but it it's is. great. <laughs> so Vitality side A for me. Fifth favorite side. What do you got for four? I'm going to go gigaton. Oh shit. Side C. Yeah. Side C. Oh, Mm -hmm. doctor.
1: Yeah. Uh, Buckle up is, um, much like parachutes is a song that is really growing on me. Um, I think but parachutes is that it's the beautiful Beatles callback. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's something so quirky. I can't place it yet. The uh, stylistic influences, um, you know, it, it, there's a lot of like. For example, you could listen to a song off Eddie's solo album and say, "Oh, that—that sounds like a Tom Petty track." You know what mm-hmm. I mean? The buckle—it sounds like something that's not Pearl Jam, but I don't know what it is yet. Uh, but I, I can't help but listen to it. It's—it's it's not a song I can I'm ever compelled to skip because it's so uniquely different.
0: Do you think it's it's <clears throat> it's different and unique and, and is grabbing at you for at least one of the reasons because of what Josh told us where how they they recorded Eddie and that he. He sung it like this. He sung it really close. It was very intimate mm-hmm. sounding. Like, do you think that's maybe what it was? I don't think it has anything to do with that. It's not okay. like uh, you know that
1: campfire quality of sometimes it just draws mm. you in. It's it's Traps. not so much that. I think it's it's more the acoustic, the sliding. You, know, you hear the fingers sliding up and down the fretboard. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Um, it's just that the progressions too are very very unorthodox. Um, I think there's a nice 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 steady monotonous march to the percussion i I just think it's it's such a well-designed track and everything is so purposeful and it aligns with the themes of the song and that's a lot harder to do than i think people realize um so anyway uh, opening with that comes then goes as you know i maintain that i personally think (laughs) that it would be a uh I would have loved to have heard the whole band contribute to it, uh, especially given, Agreed. given, given the length of its, yep. uh, of the song. And I know, you know, we, we spoke about this with Josh and I kind of probed a little bit, just kind of asking like, w- was that ever even considered or, or explored or not? And that, you know, based on, on Josh's uh, testimony it was not like, it was, it, it, this is was very clearly Ed coming in and this was a song and it was much like the end, you know, um, or a just breathe, like there wasn't really a. Th- actually, those songs did feature a uh, tiny bits, tiny bits, yeah. Just breathe more, there, so but yes, but there there just wasn't wasn't a need apparently or, or desire, and 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 you know Josh had that great comment about how sometimes the best contribution is no contribution, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I respect that. I do. Uh, I'm not pushing back on it, um, and so uh, in that regard, I think very and and, and many you are among this group would, would say it's one of the, the finer sets of lyrics you'll ever hear. on a Oh my God. Record.
0: So good. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, that's, that's strong. Uh, Retrograde is my favorite song on this record. It's, mm-hmm. it's arguably my favorite song of the last two or three albums. Um, or it's, it's up there at least. So it's just a, a truly epic endeavor. Uh, at river cross, I, I'm still not, not a huge fan of, but I will admit that it is a beautiful closer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, um, it has its own kind of like uh, anthemic quality to it as well. So I just, I I just think it's a really robust anthemic ending. You know, there's an epic quality, but I love the contrast with the song, like buckle up and, um, and comes and goes. So it's, you get a little bit of everything I think with this side. All right. right All right.
0: Um, my fourth choice side, a of no code. So you've got, sometimes hail hail who you are in my tree smile off he goes you mentioned off he goes um i feel like that song is sort of um i don't want to say divisive because it's not like it's not saying a whole bunch but i think you know like our friend step thinks it's kind of like you know poo poo eddie you've already said that kind of thing oh what was you (laughs) blah, blah 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 um I like off he goes as a tale as I think, I think the metaphors are great. I love the music in it. I don't mind how long it is. Uh, Obviously the whole band is there. So that helps. Um, sometimes it's a fantastic opener, especially how it leads right into hail hail. That combination is like a multiplier for me when it comes to ranking these sides, who you are for me is maybe the weak spot. And I put that in quotations because it's still a very, very good song. Mm -hmm. And it was a purposeful single, which I think, um, it, 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 Sent I a loved message. it when it came
1: out. Yeah, I, yeah, I many people sure. did.
0: It, it signaled something, and it and it had it was the headlight for the car that was no code. So I think it has a very strong purpose, and I like it here at number three. And then, of course, it maybe maybe it's having give way in my eardrums over the weekend, but in my tree, mm-hmm. it's that's the era. That song signifies the four years that that J- Jack was in the band. It's such a strong set of lyrics. I I, I always have very vivid mental images when I listen to it of Eddie in that fucking tree and just waving and mm-hmm. the bows, bending, <laughs> as and do I, you that's, know that's, that? that's great. Yeah. yeah for uh, sure. And then smile, smile is one of those songs that just like, it's, it's a crowd favorite that you never thought would be. Cause it's so damn simple. And it mm-hmm. just like came out of a note from, from uh, the frogs. And, and like, it just, it, it almost feels like album filler. Like, oh, this is a so cute little Let's just pop it on the record. No big deal. Yeah. But it's become this thing. Listen, it, uh, it, it's, it's an honorable mention for me.
1: No argument for me there. It's a hell of a side.
0: So yeah, I got it. What is that? That's a, that's four. So I like it at four, which again, vitality side, a no code side, a, and those are five and four for me. So I'm curious what you got at three. I have yield side
1: a at three. Go on. uh, (laughs) (laughs) This, this is uh, I mean, you want to talk about a a resurgence here Uh, for reasons we've, already exhausted, you know, no code was a polarizing record, but Mm -hmm. I mean, the first side of this yield album is uh, it is an announcement. And, uh, and it was a very clear announcement to anybody who wanted to stick around and hear that Pearl Jam was, was, was back. And which is unfair to say, because I don't think they ever left. Like no code was just then taking another step forward. But for a lot of people who were craving something that was missing on no code that they had felt, uh, connection to in earlier records, I think that they they found that that thread again uh, with yield. I think "Brain of Jay" is just an outstanding rock track. Uh, it's amazing how many people love that song. Yeah. I don't know if the band realizes how popular that. That's song a great. Is.
0: That's a great point. Uh, again, listen to "Give Way" and yeah. it's. It, by the way, the 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 um, March fifth, nineteen ninety eight. This you know the giveaway uh, show that was our live cut for brand of J way back when, and that's before yeah. we had like this pristine version. We had the triple J radio version, which is now it's, it. and now it's right. great, but now it's elevated. It's like, yeah, brand of J yeah. under, I think, I don't know if you can call it underrated, but it feels underrated.
1: Yeah, it does. In a lot of ways, faithful is just a beautiful homage okay. to, to, to us, you know, Pearl Jam fans in a lot of ways. Uh, no way was actually a, a, a big favorite of mine when the record mm-hmm. first came out. Um, now I think it's kind of a, a little, uh, what do you call them? like deep cut in a lot of ways. Um, Given to fly and wish list are two of the, the best epic, things from epic. that era. you know, I yeah. the greatest hits right there. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of of, of pilot. But we 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 talked about the song recently, and it, it's mm. it's a very unique Jeff song. And uh, again, like I, I'm all for a side that has something a little different on it. You know what I mean? It Doesn't always work, but if that's the weakest part of uh, of the side, when you you've got one, two, three, four, five solid solid tracks on it already, two of which are greatest hits, it's kind of hard to beat that. So for me, Yield Side A definitely
0: a top five. It's a, it's a great choice. Uh, nothing to bemoan for me. Uh, I am gonna go for my number three with side B from verses
1: okay that that was my second honorable mention,
0: oh really, okay, Good yeah call. yeah uh call. you got blood, rear view mirror, rear view mirror, rats, elderly woman behind the counter in a small town, leash indifference, so blood we may not ever hear again live because it's obvious <laughs> it's it, it's so hard to sing um, man, if that isn't like the most cathartic song from that era. I don't know what is the, what he's singing about the way that he's singing all the different styles with the, with the, the funky.
1: Wouldn't it be great to, to hear this guitar. rearranged? What if they just completely reimagine, rearrange the song one day, you know the what? way that the way that they did, um, oh, uh something. Yeah. Just, just completely rearrange. Well,
0: what, what we're going to do, Paul, is one day, we're going to do a, and we've actually had it in our, in our chamber of ideas is, uh, what songs do you want them to rearrange? So, yeah, We'll come back around to that one. I think we will. I think I, I think I agree with you. But so I, I love Blood. Um, River Mirror is top five, maybe, all the time for a lot of people. Mm. Um, what else is that bad boy? Uh, rats. I love Rats. Rats is super fun. Uh, I know it's kind of one of those deep cuts funky. that like, people are like, eh, I can take a living. I think it's great. Out of the Woman, crowd favorite, play it to the back, play it to the mm-hmm. front, staple yeah. of the set list. Leash is one is a song that I have held close to my heart for a long time. Even when it wasn't emblematic
1: Jason of what Pearl Jam was about in a lot of ways, you know, when they're messaging, it it
0: is, it is. And when we talked to uh, Tanya Kang about her, I am mine fan portraits book. I, the first thing I thought of when I, when I was thinking myself, if I was to get my picture taken by Tanya, the first thing I thought of was that first part of, uh, of, uh, of Leash. I'm, I'm, I'm lost. I'm no guy, but I'm by your side. Um, and a lot of people agree with me because the book had a few, few of those photos and then indifference, which is like, again, like the reverse catharsis, like the other side of catharsis from that era of Pearl Jam. So for me, this side is just so damn strong and it's, it, it symbolizes a lot of what we love about the band or what we grew up loving about the band.
1: Yeah. I think it's an outstanding call.
0: We're at number two now, Paul is this is where we get like the, the, the best, the best of the best.
1: Yeah, for me, Vitology Side A. You, oh, there you, you go, are, perfect. You already mentioned it. Um, uh, it's 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 a record very dear to my heart for a lot of reasons, uh, and you know, a lot of people would say that when you split this album, that side, you know, I've always called it Pearl Jam's White Album, right? So, mm-hmm. just like the White Album, you know, for the White Album, it's the side second record uh, for Pearl Jam. It's side B of Vitology. You get what a lot of fans call the filler, right? Um, well, none of that is on side A. So I think with the exception of um, you know, Better Man and Immortality and Corduroy, which are greatest hits, and and, and a super strong song in Satan's Bed, um, side A is just like from front to back, outstanding songs, you know, yeah. just outstanding, outstanding musical delivery. And I'm not gonna outline all the reasons why, because you did a very eloquent job of that already, but I think last exit is is much like brain of Jay. It's just one of those songs that I don't think the band realizes how much people love. Uh, you know, spin the black circle I and mean, won a Grammy. What, is it, what does this even mean?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, look uh, a Grammy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tremor Christ is, is is like you said a song I wish they played more. Nothing man is in my top three all time, so it's kind of hard to beat that. And and I think whipping is just a, a hell of a punk rock song. So not for you. Psh. You know, right up there with Leash as far as uh, emblematic mm. of of what Pearl Jam messaging was all about back then. So
0: I think that's it a, is. A, that's another gr- good uh, chat to have is the messaging of the band and what mm-hmm. what they represent. Yeah. Um, all right, my second choice, uh, side B of ten, oceans, porch, garden, deep release. I think that a lot of people, maybe this might be divisive because I feel like a lot of people obviously love 10 and love that era and versus metallurgy in those first few years. But there are a lot of fans who think that the band opened up and became more dynamic and had more breadth, breadth. How do you say that? Breath, breath, not breadth but...
1: and breadth. Yeah, a there DT. There's a there's a
0: there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a D in there. I can't quite mm-hmm. say yeah, a... um, that that was, that peaked more around the mid to late nineties. So you're no code through Let's maybe even binaural to, yeah. a tickle binaural um and it would tickled say yeah no. <laughs> you know just tickle it 99 something like that and they would say listen 10 great record but you know maybe it's dated maybe maybe oceans is weak but listen i take your point i take your point i also will say this is my top five and 10 is the record they got me into the band yeah. so oceans when you hear one, two, three, hold on. Yes. I mean, that that's how you start a, sh- a fucking show. I mean, yeah. outside of release or long way, long, long way, <laughs> long road. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, outside of those two tracks, I feel like Oceans is as a song that like, that's an opening. You know, yeah. you're in for a great night. And it, cause it's, it, it's a little bit more, it's a little more, more rare, a little more rare. It's a little rarer than, than other opening tracks. And so I feel like they bust that one out when it's, Really going to be a good night. Mm-hmm. So I love Ocean's Porch. Do I have to say anything about Porch? Jesus Christ, yeah. uh, Garden. You know how much I love Garden. I think dynamically and from a riff standpoint, the plucking thing to the the swing riff that I talk about, it's one of the best. The, the 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 solo, the haunting solo, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. There's a reason why Rick Beato had a whole thing, a whole video about how why it's great. And then you got Release, which might be the best opening concert song and you add it all up and I was like at first I go I'm not going to have you know 10 dominate this thing I have Vitality side A you know Yield's right there no code and then just I'm like oh man 10 side B just it just keeps kind of like inching inching mm-hmm. inching so for me I've got it at number two um, and it just it, it's exhausting to talk so nicely about 10 sometimes but it, god damn it for me, it just does the trick. Hey, I, uh,
1: I see why you feel that way. <laughs> and c- given that this is an album that features very prominently and very high on most people's list of uh, you know favorite Pearl Jam albums, yeah. uh, the idea that even the backside of the album would be in your top two sides of all time, it's uh,
0: not, not surprising. Well, we're at the number one spot, and I'm really curious to what you have here. It's the same record side A Ten okay. side A. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean,
1: once is probably the best rage rock song Pearl Jam has ever done, uh, and, and it introduced in a lot. Look, it, it didn't introduce Eddie Vedder to, uh, me, you know, the music scene. Um, but I had not seen the Jeremy video. Like, I literally in middle school had a friend give me the CD, mm. so my first exposure to Pearl Jam was. Master slave, and once it right. was not, you know, seeing a video or or
0: hearing. Something I'm a little jealous radio. of that because that was my yeah, experience. I, I, I know, like I, I
1: I didn't listen to the radio. You know what I mean? Like I just we, we I got to a, a my dad was a, a you know an audiophile, and um I had a friend of mine that just gave me like a he, he had a for a, 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 a neighbor that was much older, you know, four or five years older, and uh, let him borrow some CDs. And so he brought the CDs to school, and he's like, "Hey, check this out! Like, you know, you're gonna love this. This, this stuff crushes." And I, he gave me a couple of them. Um, and Pearl what J-T- were the other T- ones, by the way? Oh God, uh, I, I, I think Aerosmith w- Pump, yeah, Aerosmith Pump. Oh, nice. Um, Good guess. um was on there. Uh, Black album, Metallica. Nice was on there. Um, I forget what else it was, but um, I brought the CD home, I popped it in. I'm like, what, what's this all about? And I'm like, that cool master slave groove. And then this guitar just like slices through like a saw. And it just, <laughs> and no, I mean, it's not even a slice. It just cuts like raw, just, you know, yeah. serrated edge saw. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Eddie's voice was like, whoa, you know, what's, <laughs> what's going on here? So just epic. And then, I mean, you know. Listen. <laughs> even flow and alive. I mean, it's the, there are not a lot of Pearl Jam fans that don't count one or both of those songs in their top five all-time tracks yeah um uh, so i i i understand the affinity there uh why go to me is you know it's one of the highlights of an album that nobody ever talks about i mean it's at the percussion on that song is fantastic you 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 talked about it you know mm. when we had our, our episode on percussion and uh matt matt i think the solos as well were featured in that one from why go
0: oh yeah he, i love the dug, solo and i think the drum and bass were great Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, Black is my favorite song, mm-hmm. period. And, uh, you know, Jeremy might be the most iconic Pearl Jam song to, you know, w- worldwide at least. So it's, I, I don't know how you top that. As, a,
0: as Well, a I agree with side. you. You can't top it. It's my, also Thanks. my number one. <laughs> uh, and I feel such like such a fucking stock boy by saying 10 side B and side A at number one and two. But the th- here's the thing. I didn't have... I didn't have some great sides in my five. I, I didn't have a yield side, which is criminal. But that I think, but I think yield is probably more consistent than maybe versus is. Mm-hmm. So like, is, when you when you limit it to the sides, you're kind of excluding parts that would yeah. otherwise bring up or down a record. True, mm-hmm. and it just so happens when you the way that you split ten is just like how do I not. How do I not have once even flow alive? Why go black and Jeremy at number one? It's just absolute bangers from front to back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who fight me? Fight me? Who? How could you not listen? You'll disagree. You'll tell me. You know, Step be like, you know, what I think. Backspace or side A is fantastic. <laughs> oh, look, so like, the, listen. The, the, I, this this set fun. of songs yeah. is
1: why they went full full on supernova. Yeah. The, the, these were the songs that did it. You know. And and the, they they never reached a these are the singles. Pinnacle.
0: Jeremy Evenflo, alive, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean,
1: it's nuts, man. It's just it, those songs. It's just bananas. That, that that's that's
0: in, the, a, in a de facto single and in, in black, even though it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And yeah. o- I mean, Oceans was a international single, but hence Side B. But like, yeah, ten Side A. How do you not? How do you not have a number one? I would be really interested for for those of you out there who. Would not choose ten side A as your number one, um, and not to fight with you, even though I was being super aggressive a minute ago, um, because I'm curious as to why. Because it's going to help me understand another side better. Like, are we ignoring yield too much? Or there's. I had. Um. I had a gigaton side A as an honorable mention. I had backspacer side B. I had binaural side B. But binaural only nothing as it seems thin air and insignificance.
1: Those I don't three. know how, how oh. riot act side C with get right and help, help do not crack your <laughs> look at some point we're going to have, we're going to have to do a top five weakest sides.
0: So uh, the bottom
1: what we we're saying. Uh, oh yeah, sure. Bottom, bottom five.
0: We can bottom. do bottom five. Yeah. We'll do it. One of, that of these soon. days.
1: We'll, we'll add that to the chamber as you, as you called it. Yeah. The chamber, chamber of, of ideas. Isn't that a Harry Potter movie? It book? is. It is a Harry Potter movie.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I never watched any of those or, or read them. Uh,
1: my daughter is really into them, so I'm I'm starting are, to. Are you by proxy? You by proxy? Yeah, I don't have time to read anything. <laughs> People get
0: nice mad guy. at me when I tell them I've never read any of the books or watched the movies. They get mad uh, at me. Well,
1: I mean, I've I'm only seen the films because she, she wants to see them. So, but she wants to see them in the order of the books she's reading.
0: Good so. for her. Yeah. I, pre- I I respect that. All do. right, let's get to the lyric <laughs> of the week. Well, uh, you know, we're very apropos, if nothing else, in this show. We may have shit takes, but we're very on when it comes to being topical. <laughs> and uh, we talked about Record Store Day earlier on, and it happened to coincide with Earth Day. Yep. So, guess what we're going to talk about? Of the Earth. <laughs> I um I usually I say what part of the song this is from for all the listeners who like that clarification. Um this song has lyrics almost the same way that Yellow Lead does, in that yeah, they, they kind of <laughs> they change and they're mumbled, and there's like two or three phrases that he repeats from from one to the next. So these are from the original, I believe, the very first live version, because it's again never been played or I should, okay. I should amend that. It's never been released from the studio. It's been, it's been demoed in the studio, a couple different records, uh, but never released. So what do you make of what we think the lyrics are here? Look,
1: you know, this is, uh, we had a song that came out around the no code time that was played. It was at Red Rocks. Oh, and, falling
0: down. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. One time.
1: And, and the one time, you know, and it, Never made it on an album. Probably never will. I, I think I've given up hope on this ever showing yeah. up anywhere. It's it's just a moment in time, uh, and I'm okay with that. You know, it's it's just this generation's falling down. You know, um, or at least this half of the catalog's falling down. As a song lyrically, uh, this this idea that the, the, the earth is slipping away you know, being, being on the edge of the earth, not in like a, um, like falling off the edge sort of way. You know mm. what I mean? We're not talking like navigators in the, the 14th, 15th and 16th century. I mean, Are you saying the uh,
0: earth is round?
1: Yeah, exactly. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, I am saying that, uh, well, if I was a professional basketball player, apparently I could say that. And oh still boy. Get away With it. Right. But we won't go there. Um, look, I think that there's, th- this is a precursor to what we would start to see a lot more of with Pearl Jam being very conscious about carbon footprint and, you know, planting trees to offset things like this. And um, this idea that, you know, we are all of the earth and uh, everything that we do is essentially harming ourselves in a lot of ways, because we have nowhere else to go. You know what I mean? Contrary to uh, the lyrics of quick escape. So, uh, (laughs) uh, you know, I think that in, in a lot of ways, this is, it was an exercise but it thumps and I, and yeah, I think it'd be cool if they, they kind of featured it a little bit more from time to time in, in the live catalog.
0: So. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get to that. And when we get to the live cut, um, yeah, yeah I, listen, you, you pretty much kind of hit the, the basic, uh, vibe of this thing. It's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, it's, it's, you know, this half-baked song by Ed, uh, about how we're using the old planet up, um, how it's expendable. And we're on the edge, as you said, we're, it, in many respects, we are um, on that edge. And I'm reminded of um, a stand-up bit, actually. Um, I can't remember who, whose it is. They said, the earth isn't going anywhere. Maybe we are. You yeah. know, we're, we're trying to save ourselves. The earth will be fine. It might kill us off with extreme weather and natural disasters, but it'll remain. It'll find its balance again. Um, and that person was right. It was either either George Carlin or Bill Burr. I can't remember who, but anyways, the earth has withstood, you know, a ton of trauma over the billions of years that it's been in existence, Mm -hmm. but us, we're the ones that need the saving And, and we're pushing this planet to the brink of, of what is habitable and, and we're doing it to ourselves. So in honor of earth day that just passed, perhaps we could promote and pass policies that stave off our ultimate demise a little bit longer. That could be nice. I mean, I don't know if anyone's noticed how fucking hot the last handful of summers have been and how brutally wild and extreme the winters have been. I mean, we just had record snowfall here across California, Paul, and much of the Midwest and the South have been crushed by a record amount of storms. You got golf ball sized hail. You got tornadoes. I mean, it's killing people and just crushing communities it's been brutal out there ruthless. and we got to think more about how we got to think more about our host and, and and maybe less about ourselves or we simply won't have anything. Um, and so I, I feel like again, he mumbles through this and there's only a couple of patchwork of, of stanzas or uh, lines here that really uh, travel from one performance to the next. But the idea that we are of this earth and we're on the edge, it's like, yeah, if you're paying attention, if you're looking outside, you know you you get it and um, well, yeah, I
1: mean and, and you're part of the fabric of what this is, and you, you have to start becoming
0: more self- aware yeah there was a, there was a uh, politician on cable news today, as they always are, that that was talking about how uh, American energy independence is is the most important thing when it comes to all yeah. that. and I'm like, dude, I hear what you're saying and on what you're going to argue for I agree but you're going to leave out the fact that at the expense of that mm. is the planet we're living on yeah and the shorelines and everything else it's like it's like the iceberg thing funnily yeah. enough like yeah. you're talking about the t- the tip of the iceberg we can see that we would all agree on theoretically but you're ignoring everything underneath the surface that's a bigger problem
1: It's going to put a hole through your hole
0: <laughs> well, with all that said, let's get to our live cut of the week. Ready to stand up? All right, it's so a live cut of of the Earth of of the Earth. Uh played thirteen times only between two thousand and ten and two thousand and sixteen. So mm-hmm. we can kind of choose from anything here, Paul, where are we yeah. going?
1: Uh, I like London two thousand and ten. feel like that is a it, it's a strong, strong um, performance, I think of this song. Let's give it a whirl.
0: Yeah, so this one um, I really did enjoy. There's there is kind of like three eras of this song performance-wise. You got 2010, you got 2012, and 2016. There's one 2014 performance, mm-hmm. but basically every couple of years there was a batch they performed. And I was going back and I was listening to Pemberton up there in Canada, Chicago, hell, Den- actually Denver in 2014 was also a good one. But uh, yeah, London had. An extra groovy midsection. I love the transition to the second part of that of that interlude or bridge, whatever you want to call it. And then the audience participation, the clapping when they got back into that second half there was key. Because there have been so many performances where the front portion is, is tight, the band is with it, it sounds good. And then they get to the middle section and they can go one of two ways. It can be like, yeah, this is good or I'd be like oh shit this is really good and you get shade when it, when it started reminding me of the best interludes of porch "Rearview mirror that's when i was like ticking boxes okay this is like top tier okay this is top tier mm-hmm. but you're right london is the pinnacle um, june 25th 2010 and yeah i think it kind of it ticks more boxes than anything else does yeah. so if you're looking for the best of the earth i would say go to london and there it is. There. There's your episode, gang. We appreciate you uh, listening as as um, as you do. Hopefully, week in, and week, in, week in and week out. If I could speak. You know what? Maybe I've had too much of the uh, Anderson Valley. It is my second of the evening, Paul. Well,
1: well you're drinking a winter solstice in spring.
0: <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but uh, I'm a man of principle and character. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, again, thank you to all of our patrons out there. If you'd like to become a patron, link is in the bio of pretty much anywhere you can find us. Uh, we really do appreciate you for that. Anybody who's bought a shirt, we appreciate you for that. And again, if you write a review, Apple you have Podcasts, a you oh, are baby. in the running. You're in the running. Stephen Hyden's book, Long Road. It's fantastic. It's a fantastic read. We will send you a copy. Um, so that, that, that giveaway contest thing, that's open. The polls Mm -hmm. are
1: open. We have begun.
0: All right. Well, we'll have a whole new episode for you next week. And until we do, you've been listening to The State of Love and Trust.